good to be in the house of God, and we come together on this day, the last Sunday in 2019, and we surely should be 2018, 2018, I want to jump the gun, 2018, and we should be indeed thankful, grateful, appreciative that God has brought us throughout this entire year up to this point, provided for us, taking care of us. We've had those members who had serious illnesses throughout this year. We've had members who had other trials and situations and dealings throughout the course of this year. But we're here today to say God is able. God is awesome and he is capable of doing what he said he will do. So I hope and pray that in your mindset today, you are grateful. You are thankful unto God for seeing you through the course of this year and that you will seriously, seriously think about doing even more for the Lord in the upcoming year because God has done so much for us. Amen. Can the church say amen today? Amen. This morning we would like to adventure in a lesson text, why attend all the services? Mm -hmm. You know, I could answer that question with a question and be done. Why not? Amen. Why attend all of the services? In our bulletin, our handout today, this particular <laughs> Lesson outline can be found on the front of it that I'll be utilizing as far as our lesson for this morning. Why attend all the services of the church? One should attend all the services of the church for a number of reasons. But if you really just want to sum it up, you should want to attend all the services of the church because you claim you love the Lord. Why not be where he is? Where else are you going to be to glorify God if he's here and you somewhere else? But let's look at the outline here. Why attend all the services of the church? One should attend all the services of the church. Number one, to obey God. The scripture text was read into your hearing, Hebrews 10. 24 and 25, and we will go to 26, but in Hebrews 10, 24, the Bible lays out a very, very profound point. I need to be present at the service of the church because there's something beneficial for me. There's something beneficial for me, but not only is it beneficial for me, it's, there's something I could do for somebody else. Amen. In Hebrews 10, 24, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. You need to be here because there's something you can do. Mm -hmm. There's something you can offer. If you aren't so self-centered and just thinking about you, you could come to the point of realizing there is so much you can offer by attending the services of the church through provoking and encouraging somebody else. 
But how can that be done if you're not here? Boy, y'all quiet this morning. The Bible says again, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. One of the reasons we don't love each other the way we should is because guess what? We're not here when we assemble. Well, I, I, I don't really know those folks. And, you know, it, it bothers me when folks in the church use language like that. You know, I don't, I don't know those folks. What, 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 what are you talking about, those folks? <laughs> like when just somebody off the street just showed up. We'll assemble here 52 times a year. On the average, 104 services yeah. on Sunday. And you talk about those folks. Why don't you know those folks? And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. I can learn to be beneficial to somebody else. I can help someone in their struggles, in their journey. I can help someone in their Christian walk yeah. by attending the services. Amen. I can encourage somebody. I can learn to love. I can share that same love that God has sprinkled on me and, 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 and endowed me with. I can share that love with somebody else. If I attend the service. Mm. Oh, what a cry. <laughs> Verse 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. What's, what's on the horizon, folks? Death. Death. I don't care how much you might not want to talk about it. Death. We all have an appointment. We all are going that way. Hebrews 9.27, for as it is appointed unto man once to die, and after death, what? The judgment. As we see life passing us by, we should be willing, we should have a desire to want to encourage, exhort, and support one another. As we see the day approaching, right? Mm. I'll come back to verse 26. I didn't forget. We should attend all the services of the church who are bound in the Lord's work. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. To learn to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. Mm -hmm. Abounding. Not drawing a line saying, well, I've done this, I ain't doing no more. How can you know what the church needs are if you're not, if you're not here? That's right. Amen. Well, I didn't know that was going on. You a member here? <laughs> it, it ain't like we're a mega, mega side church. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, I didn't know so-and-so died. Where you been? Amen. I didn't know so-and-so was sick. Where have you been? 
We need to attend the services of the church so that we can develop and adapt the mindset to abound in the work of the Lord. Amen. How can I know what the needs are? How can I avail myself to the works of the church if I'm not here to know what the works are? need to be at all the services because it's safe. Amen. 2 Peter 1.10. What did brother get 2 Peter 1.10? Because it's safe. Man, if anything was to happen, I can't think of a better place to be than with the saints of God and in the assembly of God. Amen. Some of you might not feel that way. Some people say, well, something happened, I want to be at home. Well, you know what? When I'm with the saints of God, I am at home. Amen. Second, 2 Peter 1 and 10, the Bible says what? Therefore, brother, uh -huh. be even more diligent uh -huh. to make your call and election sure. Make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, uh -huh. you will never stumble. You will never stumble. It's safe. Mm -hmm. There's something you can benefit from by attending the services of the church. You can learn what the will of God is. You can learn what the word of God is. You can get spiritually fed. Right. And through that feeding, your faith can become substantiated yeah. in the word of truth so that, you know what? You don't have to wander around in life wondering and doubting and guessing. You can be sure of what you believe in. And not be tossed about and blown around by every type of doctrine that comes about your way. Amen. But you can only benefit from that by attending and being in the right place. It's good to attend all the services to put things first. To put first things first. Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye First, what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. So many lives are in distress. So many families are dysfunctional. So much chaos and confusion in our society. Why? Because people refuse to put First things first. God should be first in our lives. I constantly remind people when I talk to them, I say, you know what? People often say, well, I, I, I didn't come because so-and-so called me or so-and-so came by. Let me tell you something. If God is truly number one in your life, if you truly love God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength, Everybody and everything else comes second to God. Amen. A Christian's life should be designed such that, you know what? People should understand not to even bother you on Sunday. Amen. But you know, we allow people to call us with all types of craziness and foolishness to distract us from coming to offer our worship unto God because they don't care about God. They don't love God. They don't have no intention of coming to worship. So they'll keep you at home. Amen. No, folks. 
need to get back to putting first things first. God comes first. I love you, but I love God more than you. And I'm not going to allow distractions of people and things of this world to take away my service and my dedication and devotion to God. Amen. It's sad to say, even for many Christians, Sunday just don't carry the value it should hold. Amen. Sunday has become a day that the NFL has purchased. Amen, like yeah. said. And now the soccer team has come and taken over. <laughs> Why attend all the services of the church? To be made stronger. What his brother did, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. To be made stronger. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. You come, you come to the assembly to hear the word preached, to be encouraged, even in the singing. Through the singing, there's teaching. That's that you, you are exhorted through singing. It should build us up, make us stronger. You're not going to become a stronger, spiritually-minded individual by hanging out with worldly people. By hanging out with worldly people and doing worldly things. Somebody who loved the truth should have said amen on that. Amen. You're not going to grow stronger in the Lord by doing the devil's work. What does the Bible say? 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Watch. Stand fast in the faith. Uh-huh. Be brave. Be strong. Watch. Watch. And do what? Stand fast in the what? In the faith. In the faith. How many faith are there? One. These are four. Four and following say there's only one faith. Stand fast in what you believe. In the gospel. In the truth. Stand. Watch. And what? Be brave. Be brave. Be strong. In other words, be brave. Don't be spineless. Don't be weak back to stand up for what is right. Amen. Don't apologize to people because I'm going to worship. Amen. I'm not going to sit at home and talk crazy with you. Amen. I'm not going to hang out and wash my car. I'm not going to hang around and light the grill when I should be at church worshiping. Well, I got to get ready for this game. I got some folks coming over. No, these folks need to wait until I fulfill my obligation to God. Yeah. Yeah. Be brave. Yeah. Be strong. You're not going to ever stand up to worldly people by staying around. You want some strength? You need the Lord on your side. You need the Lord in your heart. Mm. Why attend all the service of the church? To set a good example. 
Matthew 5, 16, one of your brothers. To set a good example. You ever wonder why it's so difficult and we love, you know, sometimes even we in the church, we'll lie on the devil. Ain't that something? We will lie on the devil. Well, I don't know why I can't get folks to come to worship with me. I, I invite them. I don't know why. What kind of an example right. Amen. are you living before them? If, if, if we call some of you all this evening at 3 o'clock or 3.15 and you're not here, why aren't you here? Yeah. Huh? Well, brother, man, I, you know, I got to get ready for tomorrow. What if you die today? Who promised you tomorrow? Oh, so you got to get ready for tomorrow by having company to come over to entertain you today. You got to get ready for tomorrow by making some runs over everybody else's house today. Just don't sound right, does it? It don't sound right because it's not right. Because you're not offering the right example. And if folks know you attend here, you give them literature that said, oh, y'all have a 3 o'clock service. And they look at their watch and say, well, 315, and you with me. <laughs> well, your worship services must not be that important to you. If you're not there, why is there a need for me to be there? Folks, you can't persuade me <coughs> that a Lexus is the best car in the world and you're driving a Ford. <laughs> you really want to persuade me, you know what? You got to have your game together. If, if serving God is truly that exciting, if serving God is really that important, if serving God is really that meaningful to you, you should be here. Amen. You should be here. You should be a good example. What does the Bible say? Matthew 5, 16. Yes, sir. Uh, let your light so shine before men mm. that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light so shine. It didn't say go out shining your light. <laughs> Just live in such a way that people behold yeah. right. your purity, your righteousness, your holiness. You can't be out there laying up having sex and doing all kinds of things with people and then turn around and say, you want to go to church with me? <laughs> Can't go out there and get drunk and rowdy and all this stuff. Then turn around and say, you want to go to church with me? Yeah. Read that again. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light so shine. Folks, we need to be at all the services because we learn better so that we may do better. That's why it's important to be here. We need to attend all the services to prove our love. 2 Corinthians 5 and 8. 
You know, we talk a good game of love. We sing songs about our love. All of this stuff about love, but do we really live it? Does our life demonstrate, does it exhibit the true love that we're talking about? One of your brothers get 2 Corinthians 5 and 8. To prove my love, that's why I attend the services of the church. The Bible says what? We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Read that again. We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. We prove our love. Lay aside these distractions. Amen. Lay aside all this other <coughs> stuff. I tell people normally if, if in, in the morning, even like on Wednesdays, I, I might turn my phone off or uh, turn the ring off 30, 45 minutes before service. Folks say, what if somebody need to call you? They know where I am on Wednesday. They know where I am on Sunday. If it's that critical an emergency, 911. Doesn't God deserve our best? Shouldn't God come first? And normally, what, what are people calling you about? Nothing that measures up to serving God or worshiping God. It can wait. <sighs> Psalm 122 and 1. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You know, church folk used to say that. Amen. Church folk used to say that. Church folk used to believe that. Amen. Now folks say, I'm tired. Every time I look around, it looks like it's Sunday. <laughs> well, I want you to know, I'm still glad. I look forward to Sundays. I look forward to Sundays. And if you don't look forward to Sunday, if you don't look forward to communing with the Lord, if you don't look forward to being in the presence of the Lord, you need to check yourself. You need to check yourself. I need to attend all the services because Jesus is present. He's there. Matthew 18 and 20. He's here right now. Isn't that amazing? But there are some folks in the church who have chosen to be somewhere else other than in the presence of the Lord this morning. But yet, if you ask them, they say, when I die, I want to go to heaven. I want to be with them. You don't want to be with them down here. <laughs> Why you want to fix your mouth to say you want to be with him throughout eternity? That's something for you to think about. Why attend all the services of the church? Because God wants the church to grow. And you know what? Growth comes by learning, by gaining knowledge, by learning to serve, by learning to glorify God, by putting God first, by keeping God first, by learning what our role is, by staying in our lane 
and doing as he has commanded us to do. God wants the church to grow. Amen. But people need a good example to grow their body. a rough crowd, Gerard. <laughs> because God wants the church to grow. The resurrection of Christ was on the first day of the week. This is the foundation of Christianity. How can you not be excited about Sunday? How can you not be thrilled about coming together upon the first day of the week? When you look at what the foundation of our only true hope of ever going to heaven is based upon when it occurs. How can Sunday not excite you? Huh? Folks more excited about Monday night football than they are about Sunday worship. Mm. The beginning of the church is steadfastness, steadfastness and reverence. In Acts chapter 2, 42 and 43, we find this, the laying, the beginning of the church. Notice some examples that we find in Acts 2, 42 and 43. They continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. Mm -hmm. Some of us, if we come, we don't want to hang around. Yeah. We're in a rush to go. To go where? To meet who? To hang out and do what? Worldly friends. Worldly folks. Somebody got some tickets to go over here. Somebody got some tickets to go over there. Well, shoot, I've been around you an hour and a half. How much of my time do you want? Well, when you die, where do you want to spend eternity? Man, if it's that treacherous for you to be around Christian folks here on earth, heaven would be hell for you. Amen. Where are you going to go in heaven and say, man, I don't want to be around these folks? Always talking about Jesus. Always talking about how good God is. And it's not. Where are you going to go in heaven to avoid that? Yeah. But guess what? You don't have to worry about it. The early church, they were steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. I mean, they spent time with one another. They were steadfast in the breaking of bread and prayers. Do we really pray for each other after we leave this building? Honestly, do we really pray for each other? Well, shoot, I prayed, I prayed while I was there. So what you're telling me, if, if you don't do it while you're in these walls, it ain't going to be done. No, folks. Steadfastly, continuously, ongoing. The first church lays an example that, you know what? They were involved in each other's lives. I understand the persecution was very strong. It was, it, it was heavy upon them. But yet still, they were steadfast. We're not even under persecution. 
We don't want to be around each other. Fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Talking about the first century church, early church. Their charity and growth was beyond belief. In Acts 2, 44, 47, those who believed were together and had all things in common. Those who believed See, the problem with us today is we don't believe. We don't believe that if I'm charitable, if I'm loving, if I'm giving of myself, if, if, if I believe it is more blessed to give than to receive, I don't believe God <coughs> can restore and even give back more than what I gave. But the Bible said, those who believe were together and had all things in common. Those with possessions and goods sold them. Yeah. But guess what, folks? Many of us today, we're in position. We ain't got to go sell our car just to do a good deed. That's right. We just need to exercise our faith yeah. and trust God and be a blessing. Amen. Amen. I don't know how I'm going to get this back. <laughs> Last time I checked, we're supposed to be trusting God. Amen. And my question is, what's too hard for God? Amen. How are you ever going to grow? How are you ever going to exercise and develop a stronger faith by not walking out and living on faith? Amen. That little train said, I think I can. I think I can. He could have sat there forever talking about what he thought he could, right? But it wasn't until he did what? He had to pull out from the station, right? And he had to start moving, right? And you know what? It got to the point where he stopped thinking he could and he, he did. Many of us could be such great blessings in the lives of each others. And not only just among ourselves, but to other people also. You don't want to trust God. And the reason you don't, you don't trust God and on attend the services the way you should to learn about who God is. To, to, to learn about his wonders and his might and all of the mighty things he has done. You want to turn on the radio and listen to some hip-hop gospel. You want to you want to listen to some, some song they take out of the club that they take out of Magic City and then throw Jesus' name in it and you want to say, oh, that's gospel. Man, that don't build your faith. It may, it may encourage you to shake your booty, but it don't glorify God. The early church, look at what they did. Those with possessions and goods sold them, dividing them among all according to their need. Everybody was taken care of. Everybody's needs were addressed. They continued daily with one accord in the temple. 
In other words, they studied together. They, they learned. They grew together. They didn't go about debating each other, trying to tear somebody down. They were in one accord. Find folks in the church. Talk about we're moving forward. We're, in the, we're, we're heading in this direction. I don't know if we should. And you know why folks are so negative? Because their diet isn't right. They fill themselves and feed upon so much worldly stuff. They can't see the good and the right in anything if it was right in front of them. Breaking bread from house to house, eating with gladness and simplicity of heart. Breaking bread from house to house, eating with gladness. Eating with gladness and simplicity of heart. Don't sound like they were so caught up in what's going on in the world, does it? Huh? They found joy among one another. They found joy in the love of Christ. Look at what the Lord had done for them. Purged them from their sin. Brought them into a new family. Giving them heavenly citizenship. The world didn't mean anything to them. As far as the material goods, they had heaven on their mind. Do we? Do we? Praising God and having favor. You got favor this morning? Huh? Oh, you hear folks talking that talk all the time. Hey, I got favor. <laughs> folks got t-shirts. Favor. Favor. I got God's favor. Really? You know you can wear a lot just like you can tell one. <laughs> Does your life demonstrate you got favor? Are, are you at the assembly when the Lord is present to prove that, you know what, you're calling your Lord, why not do the things that he said? Why aren't you here? Did not Jesus say, why call ye me, Lord, Lord, but you won't do the things that I command you? Mm. The Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. Folks, the early church worked and served together. Wouldn't it be great if we made up our minds to work and serve together? Wouldn't it be great if we decided to put God first in our lives? That when we are supposed to be here, we are here. When we are here to set forth to carry out a mission, we're here together, collectively. Wouldn't that be great? Amen. Wouldn't it be great if we all had the same diet? And we didn't have to spend so much time trying to flush the wrong thing out of people's minds. But yet instead, we should be filling our hearts with the word of God all the time. Amen. Mm. Well, 
10. I believe I'm stuck back there. Help me out. Why a 10? Go back to the first chart. Why a 10? Because we need you. Why not? God has brought us to the end of 2018. Do you, do you have any plans on attending more than you did in 2018? Or do you just think sticking your head in the door every now and then is enough? <laughs> Hebrews 10.26. The Bible said, for if we sin willfully after that we have, after that, we have received the knowledge of the truth. There remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. Let me read that again. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth. There remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. What did God do when he looked down and saw the condition of man? He sought out a sacrifice, a sin sacrifice for you, for me, for us. And because God so loved the world, John 3, 16, because he so loved so, so, so. You remember dating? You, 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 you didn't tell that girl you were dating. Girl, I love you. You, girl, you said, girl, I love you so. And believe it or not, it's that soul that got you in. It's that soul that touched your heart. It's that soul that put you beyond what the other guys will say. And because God so loved the world, he provided that sin sacrifice for us. And folks, if we can't see attending the services, if we can't see the importance of what God has provided and what God has done, if what Jesus did by hanging on the cross, giving his life, mean no more to you than you just doing what you want to do, how can his sacrifice be of any importance or worth to you. It's not. There remain no sacrifice to help you. Because basically what you've done, you've thrown it out the window. Your actions, your, your behavior have, have said and demonstrated, I don't What God did, I don't care what Jesus suffered and went through. I'm going to do what I want to do. For if we sin willfully, there remains no sacrifice. After receiving the knowledge of the truth, you know it. You've heard enough today. But yet some still are going to do what they want to do. 
Well, folks, I'll say this. It's not my job or any other preacher or elder or deacon or anybody else to make you do anything. It's God's love that he has demonstrated is not enough to prick your heart to cause you to want to do better. You're in a bad condition. You're in a bad condition. What God has given through his son won't benefit you in the end because you made up your mind that you're going to willfully do what you want to do. And what God has given, it means nothing to you. Even though the sacrifice was perfect. But because you reject it, what can it do for you? Nothing. It's my prayer today that you'll make up your mind. Not wait until New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. Not wait until next Sunday and say, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm glad to see another year. I'm, I'm, I'm planning on doing better. Start today. Start today. Tell, tell them folks who are keeping you from coming back at three, man, I'm going back to worship. Matter of fact, if they really want to hang out with you so much, bring them with you. You're trying to figure out a way how to get rid of them, just come anyway. Make up your mind today. <coughs> Why attend all the services of the church? Because God wants the church to grow. Brother May, folks just don't, you just live right. You stay in your lane and let God handle his business. God's word is not going to return unto him more. Amen. God don't have to consult with you about what's going to happen with the heart of this person, that person, or that person. You don't know, but God does. You just live your life right. You know what? You might be dead and gone before that person repent and come to come to the Lord. Amen. It ain't about them proving anything to you or me. It's about them proving themselves unto God. <coughs> Can we let it stay at that? Can we allow it to stay at that? Amen. Stop playing God and just be a faithful servant. Amen. Can we do that? Yeah. Yeah. Also announce our invitation song is I surrender all. Have you? Have you? Have you surrendered all? Mm. Good question. God knows the answer. And God will you. You're here today and you haven't obeyed the gospel. You haven't put Christ on in baptism. You haven't turned from your wicked ways and your lost state. <coughs> today is the day. 
to turn and get on that straight and narrow. To confess Christ to be the Son of the living God. Can of the sins that be baptized today for the remission of your sin. To become a new creature in Christ. That's the only way, folks. And the Lord will add you to his church, the church, Amen. not just a church. There's only one. There's only one. That's where the salvation is. That's what Christ is. For us who are members of the body, make up your mind. Make up your mind. 2019, not here yet. There's plenty of time between now and Tuesday morning to die. Plenty of time. And you're talking about, I'm away. And man said, I'm going to put the Lord on in baptism at 11 o'clock. But he died at 1045. Good intentions. Good intentions are not exceptions to the rule. Obedience is what counts. Will you be obedient today? And get your heart right with God today. Let us together stand and let us sing. Oh.